All right. <laughs> hey, hey guys. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name's Andrea. And I'm Sally. And today, it's a very special day because we're here together. And yeah. Can you tell? Can you tell that we're in Chicago? Here we are together. in Chicago. And we're going to go see Hamilton. Woo! little podcast retreat for ourselves. <laughs> we are not going to live tweet. With all the extra money we make. Yeah. We're, we're taking all of our sponsorship money. Although we, <laughs> we have had two sponsors. We have, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll talk about that later if you want to. But if not, we're still going to keep making this dang thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we're here in Chicago to see Hamilton. And we figured we would take this opportunity to record an episode. And we are in season six. And we're talking about the episode Faith-Based Initiative. Yep. We just watched it. We did just watch it together. Ooh, good times. <laughs> Lots of thoughts. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. All right. Well, should we, we should sing. Yeah. Go. Yeah. We're, we are going. <clears throat> we're going to see a musical tomorrow. So <clears throat> get into that <clears throat> headspace. Da -da. that was the best we've that ever done. That was the best we've ever done for <laughs> sure. I think we could have done better, but we just haven't applied ourselves. I have definitely not applied myself. I try to under-apply myself. To That's, just, I, I make an effort to not apply myself to that. People are like, you have a musical theater degree? And no. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I actually do. I don't. Um, I know that's a surprise to everybody. It's. I'll give you a moment to collect your thoughts. <laughs> so let's do a TikTok. Okay. What happened? <laughs> what happens in this episode? Uh, there's an internet rumor that CJ is a lesbian. Yes. And then other things happen. <laughs> <laughs> the president's health is declining. That's kind of an ongoing he, yeah, thing. Yeah, he can't stand up. Yes. Matt Santos. Yeah. Yeah, we started in Texas with Matt We have a lot of Matt Santos things that go on. Is he going to run? I don't know. He, show, he shows up and tells Josh that he's going to run. I don't know why I put it <laughs> Spoiler. like that. Spoiler alert. And what are the other major things? Budget. There is a budget bill Thank trying you. to be passed. And <clears throat> they're trying to attach an amendment that has to do with uh, like a defense Defining of marriage. marriage. Yeah, act. So they're really trying to get this budget passed and also really trying to not get into an argument about yeah. the sanctity of marriage. And other than that, uh, Toby's pretty stressed out trying to get all of those things accomplished while yeah. Josh might be leaving. Toby's stressed out about that he feels like nobody else wants to do what he thinks is the right thing. Yeah. That's so. kind of par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anything else? I feel like that's... that's... Those are the main points. Yeah. CJ's dating a new dude. Yeah. But those are the main... Yeah, those are the main points. Okay. Oh, and Donna gets oh, a yeah, new job. Oh, yeah, Donna gets a new job. Ooh, how can we forget? It's like a minor. It's teeny, but it's like huge. Minor detail. Yeah. Uh, where where to begin? Let's start with Matt Santos. Yeah. I just love him so much. I do too. When he's like carrying his kid to bed he's and he's so got to take out the trash. He's so likable. He's just like charismatic when he's giving his speech saying he's going to run for president. So good. He's, I would vote for him. So. Yeah, I absolutely would. Yeah. And I would follow a reboot that had to yes. do with that. Although I know the timing doesn't really work. The timing doesn't really work. Except that 
I think if anybody didn't age, aside from yeah. Melissa Fitzgerald, shout out to yeah, her. Allison Janney, really, too. I, I think was thinking that in this episode. Jimmy Smiths. Yeah. Has not aged. Or Rob Lowe. Yeah, or Rob Lowe. So actually, maybe we really could do a we reboot do this. with just the two. No, there could be plenty of people in there. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm very excited about Matt Santos. Yeah. Although he shows, he shows up. And says that he wants to run if he can add one more point to the nine-point plan. Yeah. Get Josh Lyman. Very, see, he's already, like, super smart. My thing was, like, I thought that was pretty obvious. Like, why would Josh be like, hey, run for president. Here's, Here's your how to do step. it. Yeah, I thought, like, I thought the whole point was Josh was getting him to run. But I think Josh always planned on... Doing it. I know, but then he seemed so surprised, and when he went to talk to the president, he was like, I never thought I'd be having this conversation. Well, I think he just thought it was so far-fetched that, like, Maybe Santos so, would yeah. actually do it. I am more wondering, like, did Matt Santos never... He had clearly thought about it himself. Yeah. About running. Yeah. But he had never spoken to his wife about it? When I he think, tells her... I think it's the same thing as, as Josh, that it, it, it's one of those things you just think about, you know, like how I think about giving my Oscar acceptance speech... But I don't no. tell people about that. But, you're, but it's not like you're a working actor. This is like a working, this is a, a congressman who could actually, I'm not trying to like put the kibosh oh. on your Oscar <laughs> dreams, but like, come on. I appreciate your concern. You know, like, he's never talked to his wife about the idea of running. That doesn't surprise me too much. It surprises me because it seems like they have a good marriage, but if you don't talk about your like secret hope to become president, there's something secret wrong. Secret hope to become president. I mean... <laughs> That's because uh, that's that was such an evasive maneuver on her part. Because he's like, "Oh yeah, Josh wants me to run for president," and she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go to bed, so take out the trash." Like her other spot of the United <laughs> States. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they had nobody else that they could ask. Yeah, I was just surprised. I thought that was a little far fetched, but maybe, maybe not. I, I do like Terry Polo though, mm-hmm. the the wife. Yeah, meet the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she unfortunately played a really creepy person on Criminal Minds, not recently, like within the last few years, and I was pretty bummed oh. about it, because I was like, no, I love you. Well, she doesn't want to get stuck in that box, that typecasting yeah, box. that's true, that's um, true. So, Santos, and Santos shows up to tell Josh that he's in, yeah. as Josh is in this really reprehensible moment with Marla, his temp. Oh, yeah. A lot of the interactions with Marla in this episode, first of all, I didn't know that her name was Marla, but it made me laugh because it made me think of A League of Their Own, and there's always like a kind of, I don't, I don't know what the word is, a a funny, like, funny character named Marla. It's not so serious. Anyway. Yeah, so Josh is just kind of being bombastic and yelling the way he would if Donna were there, and yeah. Marla is having none of it. None of it. No, sir. No. <laughs> I really loved that scene because I loved Matt Santos steps behind, steps in behind Josh, and mm-hmm. he's he's blurry at first, and you're so focused on Josh and Marla's conversation, and then once you see Matt Santos, you're like, ah, yeah, Matt Santos is in Washington. It's happening. <laughs> So that's really exciting. Cause, and I, I just like the way they did that because I wasn't thinking, you know, I'd forgotten all about Matt Santos at that point. So mm-hmm. I thought that was great. I love any time we get a Josh and Leo scene too. Yes. So here's one question. Did <clears throat> Josh go – He had a, we had a couple scenes with uh, – what's his name? Will Bailey. 
talking about trying to get the the VP to come out against the the amendment about yeah. marriage sanctity. So that that's another thing that we'll come back to. But at one point, Josh goes down to the VP's office, and he, they start talking about Donna. Yeah. So we have to talk about the fact that Donna's left because nobody's talking about it. Yeah. And so he goes down there, but was he looking for Donna? I don't know. Why did he go down there? When I when I, maybe so. When I was watching that scene, I was confused because he seems very disoriented and like almost like he. It's almost the way he would have just like stumbled into Leo's office when something was going wrong and just like sort of hoping to stumble upon some like expert advice. So maybe he was looking for Donna. I but feel it was like a weird was, way to set it up. I feel like he was looking for Donna. Not necessarily to apologize, yeah. at, which is what oh, Toby no. Toby suggested that he go apologize to Donna yeah, twice. No, he's not going to do that. Toby's the only one who's really keeping it real in yeah. this episode. And Leo. Um, but I think Josh was just looking for Donna to get her input on whether or not he should actually go and do yeah. the campaign with Santos. Yeah. Probably so. Makes sense. But Leo was super supportive. Yes. Leo's like, oh. Leo what? is great about it. Cause, and he was like, they had the exchange of, you know, Josh tells him, like, hey, I think this guy's the real deal. You should call it to New Hampshire. And Leo has the line about, I already found my guy. Oh. I like that a lot. He's like, my time has passed. Oh. It young is. Young one. It is so, it's interesting to me, though, how, like, open-hearted Leo, that's kind of a horrible turn of phrase. Oh. <laughs> how open-hearted oh, no. emotionally Leo is about Josh leaving though in a way that's so diametrically opposed to toby you know like yeah. leo maybe it's just because he's got the the different vantage point of age and yeah well and i think he because he has that moment about the moments right you gotta go mm-hmm. and i think he just understands it from that point where because he had his guy he had Jet, and he probably would have done whatever if he needed to leave whatever he needed to leave to get jed to run for president so i think he understands it from that point of view and he sees that potential in Josh to do that. So, yeah, Toby really is against no, it. Yeah, Toby. <laughs> well, and it makes sense because really, who else is there? It's Toby yeah. and CJ. Yeah. And like a part-time Leo. Yeah, Charlie. It's a hu- yeah, Charlie. It's a huge gap without. I mean, there's plenty of other like supporting characters. Right, 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 right. Things. No, yeah. But like our cast a, has dwindled. Yeah, it's a huge. Yeah. It's a huge gap without him there. So, and I liked, if you heard our interview last week with Eli Addy, I liked that he was really interested in the relationship between Josh and Toby in these mm-hmm. seasons, you know, as they're trying to go, you know, they're both trying to get to the same end, but right. through different means. Yeah. Yeah. So, conflict makes for yeah. good television. I loved the staff meeting, the senior staff meeting that we opened with. After the rumors had circulated about CJ with the basketball, with the so yeah, the which the rumors were online and stuff about her playing basketball and her I don't know what else it was. It was just she she was the first girl to slam dunk and I don't know. But anyway, then the staff had given her a basketball and wrapped it and put it on the desk. And I thought there was a lot of good banter in that. And Josh is like, I've never been turned, I've never been more attracted to you than I am right now. And then, um, oh, and then Kate says something like they're checking in with Kate's stuff. And she's like, well, something blew up somewhere, but we don't really know who, who did it or why they did it. Or, you know, like we don't really know anything. And Annabeth's like, let's never, let's never open invite these meetings anybody to the public. Yeah. Oh, I love it. After, 
I think it was after he said, like, I've never been more attracted to you. Or maybe it was another line, but he was like, did it just... Did it just get weird in here? Yes. Oh, that was uh, when he was offering help for the NAACP. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was funny, and Charlie had just walked in. Did it just get weird in here? I feel like that's a great hashtag that we should just all use in our normal <laughs> yeah. life. Like, well, there's any number of scenarios where that could apply, but yeah, feel free to true. use that, guys. Yeah. Did it just get weird in here? Because it did. Um... Yes. Also, I feel like at the top of the episode, CJ finds out about this little briefing or this story on the internet. Uh, she gets a page on her BlackBerry. Oh yeah, yeah. Do yeah. Blackberries get pages? Because it was definitely not like a like an alert sound. It was like beep 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 beep. Like, oh, I don't know. I always just assumed it was it her like alert a, sound. It I felt don't like know. a pager. Blackberry hybrid. I don't know. <laughs> and then, yeah, later on in the episode, she does get this, like, shoe. She gets yeah, this, like, I... high-top basketball shoe with a rose in it, and it said oval, 9 which... o'clock. Which, yeah, where did that go? Room. I don't... The oval I office? Just... Not... Surely not. I I wonder if the oval room is a restaurant, and that we're just supposed to assume that, and then we they... know it's a date? Why would you call it the oval room? I is that a real no place? I have no idea. Let's find out. We should take a moment to mention that this episode was written by none other oh, yeah. than Mr. Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Brad, we'd love to talk to you about this episode. <laughs> yes, we would. On, <laughs> on a future episode. We would love it. I know you're listening. Let's talk about it. We're not. We're just kidding. Um, I'm not kidding. I mean, we're not kidding. We know you're not listening. But uh, I loved that he wrote this episode. I did too. And I, and I really liked it. Like, if I hadn't known it was him... It's amazing how talented these people are. Yeah, it really is. It doesn't make me feel inferior. Not at all. Um, Also, we we have some Margaret in this episode. The Oval Room is a restaurant in Washington, and it has three and a half stars. Fair enough. Okay, well. So, I guess that makes more sense, but, like, if we didn't know that... It's weird to call the Oval Room because that sounds like a name of... The name of a room in the West Wing. Right. But then they dropped it off, because that's what I assume it was. It was a dropped-off something from Tommy, who CJ's been seeing. Who He's just, like, acknowledging, like, ha-ha, you played basketball, I still want to have dinner with you. Which is cute. I just wish there was, like, a little bit more of a nugget of this is what it was. But we figured it out. We're smart people. Um, yeah, self-proclaimed. <laughs> um, we have to drop in this audio clip, though, of her monologue, where she's talking about Tommy. To Leo, because yes. I feel like this is another one of those just great scenes where she's just such a woman and she lets her guard down and goes on this long rant in front of a male coworker mm-hmm. that she just immediately realizes, oh, maybe not the best thing to do. Right. I'm a heterosexual. Uh, I don't know why I just said that, except that as of this morning, I'm the most famous, not famous, but apparently the most powerful lesbian on the planet. And the fact of the matter is, I'm crazy, absolutely crazy about this particular man I just met and had two fabulous dinners with in the space of one week. A man who hasn't had the courtesy to call me today, probably because he's simply of the undependable gender, or come to think of it, maybe he has even less of an idea about how to deal with my alleged and fictitious lesbianism than I do. So he'll just remain silent, like a submarine under the ice cap, and drift away. Just drift away like a legion of other cowards whom I spent my young life staring at the phone, panting like an exquisite collie, hoping for table scraps, until I became successful and suddenly started to scare them, scare them with the very independence they required me to have, so that now I'm looking at some bad numbers. Really rough stuff, if you know what I'm talking about. But what was I supposed to do? Turn down an opportunity to serve the President of the United States, who I believe in and adore? 
You just want to share it all with someone, you know? So if you want to uh, send down any more whole sure. sheets, no, that'd be so she does. She doesn't realize it until Leo's. Yeah, Leo's response. It's like, so, it's like so, so you're gonna send more pages down. Yeah, he just like completely doesn't respond to it. It reminded me of the time when she's talking to Toby about like gentle Ben and how it's like it starts yes. with the like the long lunches and the frisky yep. little emails. So yep. it's like that's gold. Yeah, I don't care how many gold. times they would do that. It, yeah, it would be perfect. It was perfect. I love that monologue, and I love Leo's reaction to it. And I feel like you don't see that often enough on TV, personally. Because I feel like there is that part of you as a woman in the workplace where, like, yeah, you're just working, but then there's times when, like, you want to share part of your life, and then you're like, um, okay, anyway. Never mind, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I think that was funny. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, so, moving right along, we... What else? Donna? Donna's gone? Donna's, Donna's gone. Donna's job? Yeah. I got a little bit emotional when she, like, opened her little She's got her own office, office door and she answered the phone and said, Russell for president instead of Josh Lyman's office. Although, I still have mixed feelings because I don't want her running for Russell. Yeah, I agree with that, but I think it's, uh, yeah, I agree with that. The only other option, storyline-wise, the only other option that we would have liked is her going... With, for Santos, but, like, then she would still just be with Josh, so yeah. I went to work. So she had to do Russell or Hoynes, and it would have been way worse if she'd gone to Hoynes. If she had worked for Hoynes, it would have turned into, like, scandal. It would have been awful. <laughs> and, like, it like, had to be one of those options, because otherwise she wouldn't be around. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I kind of wondered if, as she was, like, taking out her personal effects from that little box, if there'd be, like, a picture of Josh or something. Uh. No. Donna's better than that. Just the way that they, like, framed some of those Donna scenes, though, like, really tugged at your heart. Honestly, it really wasn't even enough for me. Yeah. I could have had more. more. Yeah, I could have had more of that storyline. Yeah. It's, uh, it's sad. Yeah, I loved that scene, and I loved the scene, just shift gears a little bit, I loved the scene right before it of Josh pacing outside the Oval Office before he goes in to tell the president. I kind of wish we had gotten to see that conversation yeah. all the way through um, because I would have loved to see Bartlett's reaction. But I did, I, I just liked the sort of silhouette mm. shot of him pacing back and forth. It would have been really hard to capture, I think. Yeah, that's true. But They can do it. If anybody can do it, they yeah, can. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I, I did like when uh, Toby was telling Josh, like, you might, like, to go apologize to Donna. He said, you may have to resort to manhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, wait a I might just give Toby great. the MVP just for serving it up. Yes. So, so real yeah. in this episode. There were a lot of great moments in this episode. Um, one of the moments I didn't like so much. Bro. Uh, was Dr. Bartlett. Not surprising. <laughs> um, not because of the performance, but because she said she'd like to watch Curtis eat a pie. Oh, yeah. Work? That was an odd line. What was is that it about? Is it because so huge? he's just a large man and she would just wonder to see him eat a pie? I guess What's so. What's that about? Yeah, I thought that was odd. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, that's, that's all I have to anyway, say about that. Yeah, me too. I really loved CJ continuously trying to get Annabeth to write her a statement for <laughs> yeah. her lesbianism. Yeah, her fictional lesbianism. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. When she says, Annabeth says the thing about, uh, I gave up because it's stupid. 
<laughs> and CJ says, uh, Is that an option? Is that an option around here? And she's like, Toby made it seem like it might be. That was funny because not only was that exchange funny, but picturing Toby, I can just see Toby telling Annabeth, like, just don't do it. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> like, I can just, I can picture that exchange as well. Uh, I also, I just loved having CJ and Annabeth in the same shot. Oh, the yeah. The height difference. Like, yes. I know it's so kind of a shallow thing, but... Well, they talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. are we the same species? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the same species? Yeah, that's how tall she is. She's 4'11". Yeah, having them in the same shot, I wonder how difficult it was, really... You know, from a camera, literally from sure. a camera, like from a shooting well, angle, yeah. especially for walk and talks, because there were several walk and talks, and then there were even ones where they were on stairs, and I was like, let's just add a level of yeah confusion to this. I'm sure Kristen Chenoweth was wearing some uh, heels. Oh, yeah. And also, CJ was wearing boots with an A-line skirt. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I definitely noticed the fashion <laughs> in this one. It was like a light jacket and like black a-line skirt with boots huh like, oh we've all been there <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the, that just the sh- them together in the same shot is comedic mm. in itself really um i also oh man there's there's so many things yeah uh, bartlett bartlett not being able to walk the last shot, really, in particular. Oh, yeah, when he's trying to stand without that his... That really gutted me. Yeah, it did. Me too. Because he was shaking, like, it It gutted me more than the last episode where he, like, falls in the bathroom. Yeah. Because he was so unsteady. The, the fall was like, oh, he fell and it's done. Yeah. This was like, oh my gosh, yeah. is this a new normal? Well, and because there was so... It, it took such a long time. Like, the fall, yeah, like you said, it, was, it happened and it was done, but in this one... It, it's so drawn out, and there's so many close-ups of his face and, like, his struggle, and, like, oh. he's breathing so heavily. Like, they just, they really played on that for his, I don't know, they're just showing his will and how much he, and you could tell in his conversation with Wilkerson, the senator, you could tell that he is just so frustrated with how things are. And so then to follow that up with that scene where he's trying to stand on his own, it was, whew, it was powerful. Yeah, and I liked it. It's also more powerful because it had the uh, the Santos Hope yes. speech in the background. Yeah, I loved that. I just remember as I was preparing for the interview with Eli, and I was like listening to all pretty much any interview he's ever given. <laughs> and and there there was a YouTube video if you guys haven't seen it um, with Richard Schiff and Bradley Whitford and Eli at I think University of Chicago actually, and they're talking about writing this episode. He's like, could Santa's first speech be about hope? <laughs> like, is, that, <laughs> is that too cheesy or is that enough? And he's like, nope, that's perfect. And I thought it was so great. And yeah. I loved that line. Like, there is no such thing as false hope. There's only hope. Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, so good. Brilliant. So also good. the, um, the little plaque that was on Bartlett's desk. Yeah. Did you see that? Yes. Where it's, I think it said what, like, Lord, your sea is so big, but my boat is so small. Yeah, something about the waves being so big. I'm sure Trump has that on his desk, too. (laughs) Get it? That was a joke. That was a funny joke I just made. (laughs) This is an audio podcast. (laughs) So you can't see the face I'm making, but... Come on, that was funny. I'm not ready for jokes yet. Okay, sorry. Um, I just thought it was great because I liked that plaque because it's so humble. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want to, like, get good points with people, just, like, have a really humble plaque. You don't have to agree with it. That's but if true. people walk in and think you're humble, hey, 
that's like a horrible advice, but I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of uh, funny lines in this one as yes, well. Yes, there were. Um, it's like holding a sick chicken. <laughs> I didn't really get that one. <laughs> like, maybe it's just one of those uh, that tur- it's just a bad situation. <laughs> it's a turn of phrase that you just don't think about, but that it's just funny. Maybe so. That was though. There are other funny moments, but that was. I wanted to talk more about that moment with. Josh and Toby, when yes. Josh tells Toby that he's going to file in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, which I wish, the only thing about that scene that I wish was different is that as soon as Josh says New Hampshire, Toby would know what he's talking about. Yeah. So for they have two lines after that where Toby, where Toby says, like, why does he want to go to New Hampshire? And, and Josh just says to run for president. And I didn't like that because this, the show is so, like, they never spell things out like that. And yeah. that was such a moment to not spell things out. That he should have just said, when Toby said, like, oh, in Texas. And Josh should have just replied, New Hampshire. And he yeah. would have known. That would have been great. You should and write they could the have just, show, Sally. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm way more <laughs> what qualified than Bradley Whitford. I mean, we took the master class. Thank, thank you to yes. our lovely listeners who yeah. like, support us to do that. Yeah, seriously. What if we did? Well, we've already talked about this. We, we have talked do about our it. Well... Clearly, you already know how it should be written. New Hampshire. What if we did like then? Toby and Josh exchange a look. We could <laughs> of understanding. Close up on the yeah thing. Um, what do you close up I, on the thing? See, clearly, I don't write it. I can <laughs> cast it. I'll direct. Yeah, it. okay, you can perfect. write it. Perfect. This will be perfect. Yep. Um, no, but we do have to drop in this audio clip of Toby talking about like we can't leave now, and yeah. Josh is all, we have to think, think about the ninth year, because it's so... It's so good. You can't leave, we're not done here. You can't skip out with the president lying flat on his back. Seven years, you're going to leave us with a candy gram and a get-well card? Someone's got to think about the ninth year. You're going to walk into the Oval Office and tell the president you just found a better horse? Oh, dear. Yeah, when he says the line about, what are you going to do, walk in the White House and say you found a new horse, that's when it's just like, because that's like, that feels like below the belt. Also, do you think Toby is a little upset? He's not upset because Josh is leaving. I mean, he is upset because Josh is leaving. But I also always wondered if there's a little bit of Toby that was just like mad that Josh beat him to it because they can't both abandon the president. And so he feels like, he feels like, well, you're just going to leave me here to do this pretty much by myself because I, yeah. I can't go anywhere. I think he's just overwhelmed, yeah, honestly. Yeah, And I, I'm sad because I feel like they wouldn't, and not to say what happens, but I feel like they would get along for, as the show continued yeah. if if Toby knew Matt Santos. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. It just feels like Toby never bought into Matt yeah, Santos. Yeah, I agree so that. that. It became a rift where if they had just sat down for a couple minutes. Right, I agree. He would have realized that he was the real deal, too, but they just mm-hmm. didn't allow for that to happen. And I'm surprised that Toby didn't give him more of the benefit of the doubt, especially because he knew the other possibilities. Right. Like, and how strong Vinick was. So, like, right. he knew that Hoynes was yeah. kind of their best shot, but had more support with Russell, and he's not the guy. I'm yeah, surprised should have trusted didn't. Josh's yeah. judgment a little more. What's up with that, Tobes? Also, I really like, I know we already had, like, a Matt Santos love fest, but I really like how, like, Matt Santos feels so different from our main cast of characters. Yeah. Like, our main cast of characters is all, like, oh, we're the smartest people in the room, and we are always right about things. And Matt Santos really is the more, like, 
hope kind of guy, you mm-hmm. know? Just not to say that our people don't have hope, but he is much more of a, or he comes off as, and he's a smart guy too, obviously, but he comes across as much more of a feelings guy, as much more yes. of a, like he has this faith and this optimism, and our people are, have always felt more cynical and, I don't know. So it's a, it's a fun balance that he brings in. But we also find him in all of these really personal situations, yeah. which is so smart. I mean, obviously, yeah. writers know what they're doing. Uh, because you <laughs> do. become attached to him so quickly because yeah. you see his house and his family. Yeah. And, and we, you see him taking out When well, do we... Being we, told to take out the trash. <laughs> we see, like, Josh's house, what, three times in the yeah, whole maybe. series? Yeah. And Leo's house once when his wife is leaving him, yeah. you know, like, or, okay, more than once, but... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it just really in, in, in embedded all of this, like... I agree, totally. It's, to he's it. more of a an everyman. Um, I was wondering, at what point, uh, to change uh, gears, at what point <laughs> for is the VP just not doing his job and instead, like, just trying to set himself up for his own run? Because they were asking him, like, hey, you need to come out against this... Uh, Bill, this amendment. Right. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to wait my Bartlett do that. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to, like, make it Not easy for myself. Yeah. Because, like, I understand that he wants to run and he has to th- be forward thinking, but that's his job. Right. Yeah. So. I don't. How do, And how do you regulate that? Like, if you were in that year, that specific year where it's like, okay, primaries are coming up. Yeah. And then, and then we come to find out that Hoynes was the one behind the whole thing. Just of course. And I, but I really love all that political chess where it's yeah. like, well, I'm going to do this. So this guy's going to go over right. here. Right. And this guy's going to swing left. And this one's going to swing right. Right. I like it. Yeah, I love that. Um, I don't know about the vice president thing. The you thing about know. it is, you I don't, don't know. know any. I, I don't know what the answer is to that. Like, wh- okay, like, because I feel, but I feel the same way about the president. I mean, whenever the president runs for re-election, it's like, that same issue comes up, so it's probably just a balance of something, but I also, nothing I understand. I'm just winging it. The sheer tonnage, thank you, the sheer tonnage of the things I don't understand could drown an ox, or yeah. whatever he yeah. says, um, but I don't understand that he does. Uh, I also really liked the, it's a brief moment with Bartlett and Abby, when he, like, couldn't put his pants on. Yeah. It was just a short moment yeah. where he's like, I guess this is why they have marriage vows. Vows, yeah. And she says, yeah. So true, yep. guys. Why they make you take vows, yeah. I liked that a lot. You that hang was in there. You help your spouse yep. put their pants on, come what may. You help your spouse. We don't have any spouses. We so. have none to help. We can barely put our own pants on. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> why? Oh. Don't have one. <laughs> um, what else? That's, that was it for me. There was just a lot of Matt Santos notes. It was just a lot of Matt Santos and hearts and smiley faces. Wait, wait, wait. We what? didn't talk about Tommy. Oh, yeah. That's because I don't care. <laughs> no, what's his name? <laughs> Tommy's his name. name. It's like Tommy Muffin Flop Top Hop Hair. What's his name? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, look at him, Sally. Oh. I accidentally deleted his name, but I thought it was so funny with Margaret talking about the guy that... CJ was gonna see and reason I, I'm wearing this necklace. Yes. So I wonder if has anyone ever written fanfic about CJ and Tommy? What's his name? I bet you if we interviewed Allison Janney, she would not remember that reference. Ten, ten to one tells you that. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about her uh, remembering I, capabilities. 
my Google capabilities are not good. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's alright. It's all good. Plus, I don't have any good Tommy songs, so. Yeah. Um, well, do you have an MVP for for this one? Matt Santos! Oh. <laughs> no, I'm probably going to pick him forever and ever. Um, There's, yeah, we still have a What's so crazy is that I don't even, I'm not even, like, in love with him. Like, I said Matt Santos and hearts and smiley faces. This is not like a, oh, he's so cute, I want to marry him. No, it's, it's like a, it's like a, I want him to be my buddy or my president or my, you know, like, he's just the most likable dude. So, um, I would guess I'd say Matt Santos, also CJ, maybe Toby. Okay, I don't know. Who's yours? Oh, heavens. Well, I don't know that Toby's, like, saved this episode. But I do feel like there were a lot of, it was a close, it was a close race for Toby. I'm going to stick with Matt Santos. This is his big jumping in episode, so. I suppose so. I'm not, I'm gonna give it to Toby. I feel like there's there's plenty of others that we'll give to Santos, or as yeah. Leo oh would yeah, say, I'm gonna give Santos. Plenty. Yeah, Santos. He says that <laughs> right after Josh says Santos too is the thing. Like he pronounces it differently a second after Josh has just pronounced it. But uh, it's funny because that comes up again Santos? later. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Santos, I forgot. Oh goodness. There's oh, lots of good stuff coming. I here. do love this era. Yeah, I do too. Um, if you have thoughts or feelings on this, you can email us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail If you want to be like super tech savvy, you can record an audio memo, voice recorder memo, on your phone, and email it to us. If not, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Pod. And if you want to. Again, you don't have to. We have a new pa- we have a new we patron. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> we have a new patron page, p a t r e o n slash winging it pod, and you can uh, you can be one of our sponsors. I think some yeah. people are doing like a dollar an episode, which is four dollars a month. Dude, that's which is so okay with us. You have no idea how helpful that is. So if that's you, go for it, and we'll send you a Toby Pink Spalding ball. Yep, this is not a drill. It's a real thing. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and otherwise we will hit you guys up with more good stuff. We'll probably tweet about Hamilton tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we will. Well, we'll tweet about it before this comes out because, you know, time and space continuum. But anyway. All right, cool. We'll see you guys next week for opposition research. Bye. Bye.